Hello everyone, Mark here from Casting Through Ancient Greece, bringing you a teaser from the latest bonus episode over on Patreon. If you like what you hear and want to support the series, you can head over to Patreon to support Casting Through Ancient Greece, where you'll gain access to the full version of this episode, plus many others. Hello everyone and welcome back to another bonus episode, we'll be turning to look at the epic poet Homer and the works credited to him. And once again, thank you all for continuing to support the series here on Patreon. So I have decided to hang around in the archaic period for the time being, this time turning to one of the oldest literary traditions to have developed in ancient Greece, epic poetry. This sees us pretty much looking back to the dawn of the archaic period, with the many developments that would begin to see the fog of the regressive previous few centuries lift. One of these developments would make sure that what had developed would be recorded and transmitted down to our times, where we can still enjoy the epic tales nearly 3,000 years later. And of course this development was the re-emergence of writing, which we looked at a couple of bonus episodes ago. Though it is important to know that the re-emergence of writing and the invention of the ancient Greek alphabet wasn't essential for this epic poetry to have first developed. This type of storytelling would have its origins in oral tradition. Stories remembering the past of great events and deeds of great people would be passed down from one generation to another throughout Greece. The details of the tale would differ and change depending on the region of Greece they were told in, as well as evolving to become more relevant to the changing population over time. Though it would be sometime around the beginning of the archaic period where the Homeric poems would be recorded, and with that one agreed version would survive to be passed down through the time to our period. In this episode we'll explore who Homer was and the period he was performing his epic poetry in. We will also look at what Homeric poetry was, and the style used to convey the tales and stories. We will then finish off with a brief overview of the two great Homeric poems, the Iliad and the Odyssey. We will then be spending the next two bonus episodes looking at each of these in more detail. So let's begin the episode by getting to know who the man was we assigned this name to an entire classification of epic poetry, that man being Homer. So, who is Homer? Well, this question is not as straightforward as it might seem. No documented evidence of his life exists outside the works he composed, the Iliad and the Odyssey. All that we know, all that is told to us, comes from literary tradition. One of the firmest dates we have been given of when Homer is supposed to have lived comes from Herodotus, who says he lived not more than 400 years before his own time. He also places the poet Hesiod in the same period. This would see a date of around 850 BC as being when he lived. Most modern historians seem to place him in a range somewhere around 800 to 700 BC, though placing him at a specific point in history is almost impossible, some even question if he was really a historical figure, but rather a collected tradition developed in the realm of poetry. So we get almost no information about his life that can be confirmed, though a number of ancient writers would make claims about his life, with some being repeated through the ages. We often find in ancient Greece, people's names can give a clue to their background in some way. For example, when we find a form of Hippos in someone's name, this indicates to us that they were probably from a noble or wealthy family. Hippos often describing the word horse or cavalry. Owning and raising horses was an expensive activity and families usually had their names tied to what they were known for. Though in the case of Homer, his name is from an unknown origin. Some have associated with the ancient Greek word meaning hostage, though how accurate this was, and what we can draw out of it remains a mystery. 
Probably one of the most common things we hear about Homer is that he was blind. Remember here, he wasn't writing and reading his work, he was an oral poet performing his tales. It is thought that once writing was more common, this trait was associated with Homer, as it represented him not reading but reciting from memory. There is also a passage within the Odyssey that is often thought to be a description of himself. This reads, Then the herald drew near, leading the good minstrel, whom the muse loved above all other men, and gave him both good and evil. Of his sight she deprived him, but gave him the gift of sweet song. For him, Pontonius, the herald, set a silver-studded chair in the midst of the banquet ears, leaning against a tall pillar, and he hung the clear-toned lyre from a peg close above his head, and showed him how to reach it with his hands. And beside him he placed a basket, and a beautiful table, and a cup of wine, to drink when his heart should bid him. So they put forth their hands to the good cheer lyre reading before them. But when they had put from them the desire of food and drink, the muse moved the minstrel to sing of the glorious deeds of warriors. This description is that given of how we understand bards and poets to perform their work. They would often be present at different festivals where they would recite to an audience. Being how long these poems were, these recitals could go on all day and even perhaps picked up the next day. One of the most famous festivals that we know of that these recitals took place at was the Olympic Festival and the poets would also be competing against one another. We have no evidence that Homer ever attended the Olympic Festival though there were many festivals all throughout Greece honouring many different gods. We also hear that he was probably born on the island of Chios in the northern Aegean just off the coast of Anatolia. It is reasonable to assume this may be well true purely based on the fact that many innovators in different cultural pursuits came from the eastern Aegean during this period. Well, that's my teaser of what's happening over on Patreon. You can also find the full version to this episode, plus other episodes where I've been focusing on the very early history of Greece. These episodes have allowed me to look back to where my series started and focus on topics in isolation, and in more detail than I'd gone into before. I'm also open to members helping drive the direction of these episodes, with suggestions of what they would like to see covered. New episodes come out in the first week of every month and are exclusive to members to show my appreciation for their supporting the series. If you've also been enjoying the series and would like to show your support, you can head over to Patreon at the Casting Through Ancient Greece page. Alternatively, you can discover many ways to support the series over on my website at www.castingthroughancientgreece.com and click on the Support the Series button. Thank you for listening and supporting the series. I look forward to hopefully seeing you over on Patreon and engaging with you over there.